Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. 6.30 Chad Inside Sports with Reed Wilkins. Weekdays at 6 on 6.30 Chad. Well, as a lot of you know, I'm a big New England Patriots fan and not the fan that stepped aboard when Tom Brady came and started winning. I was a fan back in 1993 when Drew Bledsoe uh, was drafted by the Patriots. So I've seen really good years and really bad years, but a lot of good years. And this man was a part of it uh, for uh, a, a while for the Patriots. Two-time Super Bowl champion on the along the offensive line, Dan Coppin. Dan, lovely to have you on 630. Chad, thank you so much. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing great, Dave. And as an original fan, I, I, it's Copen. It's Copen. And I, oh, Copen. I'm sorry. It's, it's, no, it's spelled, it's spelled, uh, it's spelled like Coppin, but uh, it's been a problem ever since high school. And it works, <laughs> it works my dad up more than me, trust me. So uh, to, to, you know, in honor of him, I usually just try and, and, and correct people now. Okay, I'll try to, to do the reading. No, uh, joining I, I, us oh. now is former New England Patriots <laughs> offensive lineman, two-time Super Bowl champion, Dan Copen. Dan, how you doing? There you go. I'm doing great, Dave. You got it. Perfect, buddy. Uh, coming out to us from uh, Rhode Island, uh, I know I, we were talking a little bit. It's been a weird winter here with dumps of snow and freezing rain and melt freeze like we're going on right now. How, how are things in Rhode Island right now? You know, it, it's 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 all right right now. We've had we had a cold stretch for a little bit. We had a really nice snow a couple weeks ago where you know we probably got. 15 inches or something like that but the weather warmed up a little bit now and most of it's gone and, and you know you get one snow and we're in a different boat from you guys from weather wise so i can't really complain and you know just looking forward to spring here so it is super bowl week you're used to a lot of super bowls as i mentioned two-time champion uh you were there five times it's super bowl week now at sofi stadium in, in los angeles so i'm sure the weather's a, a lot different from where we're talking to each other from but uh you know, uh, I know you retired in 2013, but you've been to many of a Super Bowl. Uh, what is it like now? I mean, it's it's a Thursday afternoon in LA, so I'm sure you got you got to practice or you got a practice coming up. What mm-hmm. what is it like at Super Bowl week at this point? Well, you know, at this point for the player, the nerves are starting to get ramped up a little bit. You know, everything's in. You had the bye week where you went over stuff and and tried to install a lot of it uh, during the bye week. And then you've gone over it um, come Tuesday, you know, Wednesday and Thursday, you're just sort of fine tuning those aspects of the game plan and, and making sure everybody's on the same page. But um, as a player, you're starting to think about that game right now and your nerves are getting ramped up. Yeah. Your, your first one, I'm, I'm, I'm interested what you learned about your first Super Bowl appearance and you won. So that was, that was good. But what did you learn yeah. about, you know, Okay, so I went through a Super Bowl week. We won, but did you say, okay, I would do this different, I would do that different, or did you like, no, I found the formula, I'm just going to keep going with what, you know, with what I, I did. You know, uh, you know, they were in 2001, you know, and Bill and, and a lot of guys from that team were there. So they sort of had the schedule down, and they had us well prepared on what to expect. Um, you try and keep it as normal as possible, and, and it's really hard to do being in a hotel – busing the practices when you're busing you're seeing 
helicopters flying or you know flying above you making sure everything's good and, and right. there's a different feel to it for sure but uh with that said you know we're all professionals and you know we try and treat away games as a business trip in general so it's just an extended business trip where you're trying to keep the same 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 rhythm as you would at home now from a fan interaction standpoint because you know the great cup breakup week up here in canada is is considered a, a huge party and there is some interaction between fan and players you know because players are allowed a little bit of freedom and and mm-hmm. you know they go out and party a little bit but you know obviously <laughs> maybe maybe earlier in the week <laughs> early in the week is right yes uh, for super bowl week for someone that's in the super bowl is there any fan interaction at all or you're pretty much it's team 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 and getting ready for the big game you know i mean we get out there either sunday or monday depending right. on when we went and i really can't I don't really remember which day we went out, but um, uh, it wasn't a lot of fan interaction. Our family usually came out on a Thursday, so there would be, uh, you know, a welcome party um, at a hotel or, or somewhere close to our hotel where we would go and there would be re- general, you know, regular fans there as well as our family. And that, that was kind of a nice evening uh, for everybody. But, you know, we, once, you know, Tuesday, Tuesday hits during the day, you're getting ready for practice on Wednesday. So you sort of sort of go in lockdown as a player. So media day is always looked upon. And we're joined by Dan Copen, uh, two time uh, Super Bowl champion for the New England Patriots here on uh, 630 Chad. Uh, so uh, so from my perspective, media day looks like just this big mind blowing explosion drink from a fire hose. Um, I can't yep. believe this scene. I know it's changed somewhat, obviously with the pandemic, it's, I think it was all virtual sure. this year, but from your perspective, what was media day like for you? Oh, it's a zoo. You're absolutely correct. You know, you, you have no idea if you're going to get a serious question or just one off the wall question. And, you know, it, it, it's, it's fun, you know, take it for what it is. You're, you know, you've worked so hard to get to this point. You might as well have a little fun with what you're doing and, not with what you do, with what you have to do. I mean, because mm-hmm. you're, you know, congratulately uh, obligated to be there. So have some fun with it. Enjoy it. Take a time to take a breath and, you know, take a look around and, and uh, soak it all in. And, you know, you never know when you're going to get back, if you're going to get back. And, and, you know, you deserve, you deserve that little bit of fun. So not every player can say, oh, my first two years, I went to the big game and I won the big game with my team. And you did that in 2003 with the, against the Carolina Panthers. And then against the Philadelphia Eagles the following year. Interesting time when you came in and you know, it's funny. I haven't seen the whole Tom Brady man in the arena series. I've watched the we're, first. We're on the games. same page, buddy. I haven't seen all of them yet either. <laughs> but you come in, they won a Super Bowl, and then they miss the playoffs the next year. So coming in for their third season under, I guess the Tom Brady era, what was that mm-hmm. like for you? A fifth round draft pick out of Boston college and, and you actually got to play uh, a lot in your rookie year, but what was it like coming into that organization and in that point of their, you know, their incredible run? You know, for me, it was great. And I went to Boston college, so I really didn't move that far down the road uh, from where I went to school. But, you know, I think we had a great rookie class coming in and a lot of us contributed that season um, to get to those back-to-back titles, which was, um, you know, it's always nice. And, and it's something that I, I think fondly of, you know, from time to time that our rookie class, because that's, that, that's not always the case where they can contribute as much as we did. Um, but as a rookie, kind of keep your head down. You really do. And just try and follow what the vets do day to day. And we had a great group of leaders in that locker room that were already there. And 
made the transition, you know, pretty, pretty easy as a rookie. You don't, you know, I don't really want to talk a lot anyway. And as a rookie, I especially <laughs> did it, you know, you just, you follow what those guys do and say it. And um, it was a great group to come into. That's for sure. For all us rookies on those yeah. teams. It felt like with the Patriots, there was like three different eras, you know, and uh, there was the first three Super Bowls. And then you were part mm-hmm. of the 16 and 0 team, which, you know, heartbreakingly yeah, fell yeah, yeah, Dave, to, yeah, to the yeah, Giants, yeah. whatever. Hey, hey, I, I know you feel the pain on that one too. So it's okay. Yeah. I, I, I don't feel you. as much pain as you though, Dan, but I'll <laughs> no. tell you. So funny story. I was supposed to go to Hawaii that day and we had all these horrible delays and I was, the plan was to get to my hotel and watch the second half. Didn't miss the whole game. And then before we took off from LA to go to, uh, go, go to Hawaii, the mm-hmm. uh, captain says, oh, by the way, the uh, Giants won 14-7 or whatever the damn score was uh, over the uh, the Giants won over the Patriots. And it went, this flight just got worse and this day just got <laughs> worse. But but it kind of felt like that because at the end of 04, it seemed like that was kind of the last hurrah for that group. And then you sure. rally up and then, you know, Randy Moss comes in and Wes Welker comes in and, the, you know, a bunch of new players. And then the last, uh, you know, the last part of Tom Brady's era was a different sort of era. I know you were gone at that point, but yep. is that what it was like uh, for you, you know, from I, your perspective? Yeah, you know, I, 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 I can see where you're coming from on that. And I'm sure a lot of people around the Boston area and New England fans kind of think that same way. Um, and that's okay. You know, I think our goal has always been to win the last game. And if you don't win that game and if we didn't win that game, you know, I wouldn't say it's not, you know, entirely, you know, a failure, you know, because there's a lot of good things that happened during the season. But, sure. you know, overall, you know, we didn't accomplish our goal. And uh, the fact that we didn't win those two in 07 and 11, it hurts and it stings. And, um, you know, I think it takes a lot of credit away from what that 2007 team was and how mm. good of a team we were, which which will always will always be um, a nightmare for me and, and, you know, all my teammates really. So yeah. um, the fact that we, we weren't able to uh, close out those years hurt, especially 07, but um, you know, I feel like not getting the job done, we still had a lot of chances and we were still right there. If a couple of things went our way or we executed a few things, you know, I feel like we could have gotten to a few more games and maybe won a few more games, but um, you know, as the saying goes, you know, anybody can beat somebody, anybody can beat anybody on a given Sunday. And, and mm-hmm. that's true. Those guys are great players that we play against and, and they out executed us. They made more plays than us and they deserve to win those games. Yeah. Bottom line, that's sports, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, they're professional athletes. They're, yeah. they're, they, they get paid too. They get paid a lot of money and um, you know, it's just, you'd like to win them all, but unfortunately that's just not life. Yeah, no question. Uh, Dan Copen joins us, former New England Patriots and Denver Broncos offensive lineman, two-time Super Bowl champion, joining, joining us here on 630 Chad. So you got the chance to play for the best quarterback of all time in Tom Brady, and you got to play a little bit with Peyton Manning. What yeah. are those two like? First off, start with Tom Brady, because there's a, you know, we, I know he's super intense, it looks like, from what, when I watch on TV. But tell me about Tom Brady, first of all, which oh, is I mean, what makes him a good professional and a good person. You know, he's, he's very intense. He's very competitive. Um, but he's also very demanding. You know, really, it's, it's, that's the kind of guy you want in the most important position on a football team. You know, a guy that's going to sacrifice everything he has 
for the betterment of the team. And when that guy is leading the way he is leading, when he's working the way he works, um, you know, it's hard not to, um, as a younger player, to look at him and say, well, 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 I'm not doing my part if I'm not, you know, working as hard as him. So, you know, he sort of leads by example. And I think his, um, his ability to, um, you know, relate to his other players and especially he's been doing it, you know, he did it for 22 years. Mm-hmm. He's 44. He's playing with 21, 22 year olds at the end. He still can get that relationship piece um, where, you know, those younger guys see him, maybe they, you know, idolized him for a number of years, but now they're on the team and, they say they see he's just a regular guy and he just wants to go out and play the sport he loves. From an offensive line perspective, how do you protect Tom Brady? And did you see anything different when he got older uh, as far as how you protect him to make sure that, because let's face it, I mean, he did rush for a thousand yards. It just took 19 years for him to do it <laughs> career. And then, and obviously when he was, you know, the, the, the late tenure with the Patriots going into the Bucks years and he won a Super Bowl, and it was a good team this year. You know, his sure. mobility went almost, you know, uh, come on, nothing, Dave, but... you, Dave, you're giving him a little bit too much credit early <laughs> on in his career. I don't think I don't I don't think the game plan for protecting Tom Brady changed in 22 years. You know, this yeah. is a guy, um, you know, uh, as Dante Scarnecchi, our offensive line coach, uh, always told us in the meeting room is like he can't run out of sight in two weeks. You know, so let's, you know, we just got to keep 12 clean, keep the pocket clean, give him time to throw and he's going to cut him up. That's, that was a game plan every Sunday. And I don't think it changed down there in Tampa. And then there's Peyton Manning, by the way, when he's walking on the line of scrimmage and calling out those plays and chain and doing whatever. And, you know, it's just you know, Omaha, Omaha, all that stuff. What's that like sure. for your perspective? It's a lot of BS. You know, a lot of it is a lot of BS and a lot of it is for show. And he's trying to, you know, he's a guy who takes preparation um, along with 12. Um, I'm not going to say he doesn't, but they, they, those two just take preparation to the backs. And um, not only does Peyton watch the cutups or, you know, the film from, you know, the all 22, you know, he'll watch the TV copy because we got mics on, on, on ourselves out there. So, he wants to know what the defense can hear or what the uh, defensive coordinators will be able to hear when they watch that, that type of film. So um, he's watching everything and he's going to do everything and anything he can to throw off those guys. So a lot of it is for show and you try just to block out what doesn't mean anything and just concentrate on the stuff that you, that you need to know. As far as a leader goes and just a you know guy that performs, yeah. is there a lot of he's similarities with Tom? Yeah. yeah. I mean, very, very similar, uh, very good. Uh, as you see on Saturday Night Live, he's a great storyteller. He's very mm. funny. You know, I'd say the only thing different, you know, from Peyton and Tom, I think everything revolves around football for Peyton. It, it just he just can't get enough of it. And whether it's a story or you're just you know BSing in the locker room, it somehow always comes back to football. And yeah. and it, he's a great guy. I mean, I love play. I love my time in Denver. I love playing with him. He's a good friend of mine. So. Um, I really can't complain that those guys got to, you know, touch my behind for, uh, you know, 11 years combined. Now, when you compare humor quotient with Tom and with Peyton, is it what you see is what you get with Peyton? He's the funnier guy or is, is Tom funny as well? <laughs> no, he just doesn't you know, let it, no, it's, it's just, yeah, it's just in a different way. I think, you know, Tom's a, <laughs> Tom's a, Cal, or, uh, Tom's a Cal, California kid. He's more laid back, you know, uh, just, a, just a different sense of humor, but, that being said, I've, you know, I played with Tom for nine years um, and, you know, probably have a little bit better of a relationship with him just because of the time I spent with him. And, 
and, you know, hanging out with him off the field a lot more than I did with yeah. Peyton. Joined by Dan Copen, the uh, former offensive lineman for both the New England Patriots and the Denver Broncos here on 630 Jet, two-time Super Bowl champion. So let's talk about the post-career. Uh, yeah. Squad Locker. Uh, tell me about Squad yes, Locker. Sir. You know, I, you, you got to find what you really want to do after life because a lot of us retire at, you know, 33 years old. So I was fortunate to um, start working at Squad Locker about a year and a half, half ago. I love the people. I love the idea. Um that our founder and CEO Gary Goldberg came up with. And, it, you know, we're just trying to save time for people really. And, you know, what we do at Squad Locker is we offer a free, easy to use online solution for creating and managing custom gear. You know, we manage this process from the online store creation to graphic artwork, assistance, on-demand production and fulfillment, all from our facility here in Rhode Island. And we're transforming the way that teen schools and business manage their custom apparel needs you know it's just you know i think it's helping organization leaders spend less time managing that apparel which is a pain in the butt and more yeah. time coaching you know teaching mentoring or giving back to their their organization you know it takes a lot it takes a lot to put those team kits or uniforms together i've done it you know i've coached my son's teams uh in in our flag football league around the town and at Squad Locker, we sort of take that heavy lifting and we do it. We ship everything right to the home so the coaches don't have to worry about that. And, you know, I just invite people, check us out at squadlocker.com and, and see what we can do for you and help. And, you know, especially from the angle of a kid, they're always wondering, what's my jersey going to look like? Every, you're absolutely yeah. right. Everybody, including me, you know, if my kid's on a team, you know, he plays hockey. You know, I want to get some team gear, too. So we handle everything from spirit wear all the way up to uniforms. And you're right. Every kid wants their swag, wants their new uniforms. And, and we take that seriously because, you know, it's single unit. We're going to ship it right to the home. But we know a kid's waiting there. And customer service in the end is what we're what our business is. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, finally. Yeah, we, we want to see the smiles on the kids' yeah. faces, that's for sure. It's all about them. It is all about them for sure, and about a coach <laughs> being happy. <laughs> and it, everybody that has kids understands that, no doubt. Abs absolutely. Okay, Dan, here we are. It's Super Bowl week. The big game is on Sunday, and a, a very intriguing matchup with uh, the L.A. Rams with, uh, you know, Matt Stafford is uh, a great story. Uh, coming from the Lions, and I don't think everything that happened in Detroit was Matt Stafford's fault. Uh, sure. Aaron Donald's amazing. That defense is amazing. Then you got these these kids who probably have no idea where the heck they are in the Cincinnati Bengals led by Joe Burrow. How do you see this matchup? You know, I, I, I look at that defensive line, I think it's just kind of tough for Cincinnati to overcome. That's my you know my main focus and main point key factor when you know when we played for Belichick he'd give us about three different factor keys to each game offense defense special teams and I guarantee you the number one key for the uh Cincinnati Bengals is block the front four you know and if they don't block the front four it's gonna it's gonna be a long day and I love Joe Burrow and I'm you know we talked about 07 I'm not saying the Bengals can't win or shouldn't win um you know I just see this Rams winning this game and the fact that it's at the home stadium again for the second year in a row, I know up here in the CFL that happens, doesn't happen as often as people think, but it does happen. It happened this year mm -hmm. with the Hamilton Tiger Cats at home to the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. So it ended in heartbreak for them, unfortunately, but that's just something that doesn't happen. Yeah. It's a home game technically for the Rams, but it's technically a 
away game, I think, in, in overall and how they're doing it. Cincinnati's the home team. And, you know, two weeks ago, I heard a lot of 49er fans there. So, yeah. you know, usually it's, you know, it, it's split 50-50 between tickets and, you know, whatever they're going to try and do. So, um, yeah, it's, it's just – it's a different week all around. I don't know how much that, you know, plays into it um, going in. I'm sure I'm sure it's easier for them, but yeah. – this game is just unlike anything else. And when you get on that stage, you try to, you know, you know, try to try to mentally think it's another game, but when you get in front of those lights, it's not the team that's able to calm those nerves and treat it like that. The sooner, the better probably has a better chance. Yeah, for sure. Dan, appreciate talking to you as a Patriots fan. A lot of fun. I think you're the, yeah, you're the second person I've talked to from, from the Super Bowl era, uh, in that Who's early that? part. Who's Troy, the first? Yeah. Troy, Troy Brown came by, uh, uh in Edmonton yeah, yeah, yeah. and did uh, some promotional work with the, uh, with the play 60 program in, uh, in okay. our schools here in Edmonton. So another great guy to talk to as you were. No, so. he's great. No, I appreciate it, Dave. And, you know, hopefully I can come back on again sometime soon. I'd love to talk to you. And this was fun. 630 Chad inside sports with Reed Wilkins weekdays at six on 630 Chad.